Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Poddiva. This is Poddiva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley, and this week's interview is the 24-karat gold national treasure that is Dame Kelly Holmes. Having won two gold medals at the Athens Olympics in 2004, Dame Kelly has gone on to work tirelessly for young people, setting up the Dame Kelly Holmes Trust in 2008. Our much-celebrated cover star talks openly to Diva Deputy Editor Nick Crozara about her army career, her coming-out journey and her charity work. All this took place at the Diva cover shoot with amazing photographers Leslie and Rose. You can hear the makeup being applied. And Nick's first question is whether Dame Kelly is enjoying the pampering. She looks radiant. And when you finish listening to this podcast, go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine to see more pictures. No, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited and nice to kind of do a fashion shoot, which I... I don't really do. It's either on sports kit or just me taking a quick picture on Instagram. So it's nice to do an actual shoot. And you've inspired so many people when you came out last year as a gay woman. Can you remember the moment you knew you were ready to do so? Um, gosh, when I was ready to do so. Uh, yeah, I think... Well, it was actually during lockdown and I had COVID. And I had it pretty bad, so I was laying on my sofa for about three weeks. And I kind of just came over me that I thought, oh my gosh, you know, at some stage, like everybody, it's inevitable. You're going to, sounds a bit morbid, but going to pass away. And I don't want all my friends and family having the right to say, oh, wasn't it a shame that I couldn't live my life? I thought that's my right. And so it started the sort of thought process about that. But that was obviously quite a difficult time to sort of deal with that that realisation as well as how do I do it, having been in the public eye. Your visibility has been so, it's meant so much to so many of our readers in particular. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing your story. You're a celebrated athlete, you know, you're receiving so much praise while also, while also having to hide like such a huge aspect of your identity. Can you tell me about how this felt? Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. I mean, I suppose, you know, been in the army when it was kind of illegal to be gay but what people forget is I didn't know I was gay before I joined the army so the comments that you get of well you knew the score I didn't <laughs> you know so at the end of the day you can't help who you are and who you discover who you are and a lot of people do that during their teen years. I realised I was when I had joined but then I you know I was desperate to be in the army I wanted to be in since I was 14 
And so in my mind, it was like, I can't allow anything sort of to get out, even though it was very obvious that a lot of people, especially in the Women's Royal Army Corps, were gay. It was like an unspoken word. Those that found out that each one were, were, you would just ensure that you were away from barracks if you ever went to a, like, what, there wasn't many great nightclubs in most places I went, but the first nightclub I ever went to was over in Slough. And we used to, like, six of us getting a mini <laughs> to get out of camp to go over to this club. And all we wanted to do was just dance and have fun, you know. That's literally what we do. There was a pool table in the back. There was music in one of the front rooms in the pub. And we just literally, all we wanted to do was to get out, be ourselves, dance, have fun. And then we would go back to barracks. And that was the life, sort of, that we led. It's amazing that you had, like, those moments where you were able to go a bit more and find joy. Mm -hmm. Your Being Me documentary, mm -hmm. um, I imagine that this was uh, quite a healing but also a very emotional project for you to pursue. Yeah. Could you tell me about what inspired you to start filming this documentary? I got the opportunity after I had finally managed to get to a point where I could tell a couple of people outside of my main circle, my closest sort of colleagues or friends, I got introduced through my new manager to a TV production company and I sat with them and I thought they probably won't want to do it. They were sporting sort of more towards sports, but obviously being a sports person, that was what they thought the initial conversation was until I kind of told them a little bit more, but they went with it. We decided, yeah, let's get it, but we needed to ensure that the story was true to why I couldn't come out rather than just a coming out story, because it wasn't that I was doing a coming out story, I was just articulating how hard it had been, it had been the public eye to not be able to be my true self. And so I needed that somebody who got that and understood that that was why the documentary was to be done. It wasn't just going, oh, I'm gay and whatever, because, you know, it's not easy for everybody to just do that in life and society. And especially through generations, we've all gone through different uh, barriers and blocks. And I'm from a generation where sort of 70s, 80s is a very different world. And so that's still installed in your head and your mindset, even though things have changed now. So I had to ensure that the TV company got it and understood why it was so difficult for me and why it had to be done in the way it did. You spoke to some really incredible people, like phenomenal lady Phil. Yes, she was amazing. What was it like to meet her? She has such an amazing energy, right? Yeah, she was amazing, like seriously incredible. I just, as soon as I saw her, you know, her warmth came out, her energy, and also just her passion for getting the right messages out there in society. And of course, Lady Phil, you know, was explaining about uh, UK Black Pride that started, just explaining. We were talking a lot about intersectionality and, you know, I was trying to just understand a lot around different areas of the community because I'd never been in it. You know, what people have to remember is just because you identify in one way doesn't mean you've ever been part of the overall community or even understood it or knew what kind of went on you know I'd never been to any pride let alone you know kind of knew there was another pride so it was really interesting to understand from her perspective talking very articulately around the pressures and the uh, fights but also you know the the way people have moved on and journey that people go through she was brilliant just to talk to 
It's a lovely lady, yeah, really cool. Yeah, speaking of Pride, by the time this comes out, it'll be like just a couple of months away. How are you feeling about being able to, you know, um, embrace it fully? Yeah, no, I'm so pleased to be on this, you know. Well, June 26th, my doc came out, and then I went to my first Pride. Um, so, yeah, that <laughs> was a great day. It's fun. It's, it was, yeah, it's a bit overwhelming, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to go on the stage there and talk, which was amazing. Yeah, it'd be great that this comes out. I know it's coming out during Lesbian Visibility Week. You know, it's the first magazine that I've ever done that's associated with the community as well, so it's a big deal. Oh, we're honoured yeah, to have you on our cover. <laughs> Am I right in being that you grew up on a council estate in Kent? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, and so you've created mentoring programmes that work towards inspiring young people from disadvantaged backgrounds to get into sport. Firstly, in 2004, before I won two gold medals, I started a mentoring education programme to help young athletes transition from being like junior protégés into senior athletes and I ran that for 10 years it was called actually called On Camp with Kelly and it was a, a mentoring program and basically I only started with eight girls just to kind of see what they're like and when I selected them out of about 25 I said to them I don't care how fast you can run because they already know that I want to see your grit determination uh, self-belief and that kind of hunger to be good and so I selected these eight girls to come to South Africa with me, which was prior to me winning two gold medals. And of course, in between selecting them in the March, I won two gold medals in Athens. And everyone was like, there's no way you're going to take eight you know, school kids to South Africa to train them for a month. And I said, I am. I said, because the biggest thing I can do is to pass on you know, what it takes to be a world-class athlete, which is more than just running fast, then I know I'll make a difference to them. So I did, and I ran that company for 10 years, and in the end I had multiple amounts of athletes, 63 that competed for England, Scotland, Wales, and then selection of them for Great Britain. Some are still competing to this day. But after that, in 2008, I started a charity called the Dame Kelly Homes Trust, and that works with disadvantaged young people from areas of deprivation and gives them, uh, it's about enabling and empowering them to become somebody. So they're very different. So my charity isn't about sport, but we do use sport as the hook. So all of my programmes are run by retired international sports people, but it's about attitudes, behaviours, pushing to be that best version of you can and use sport as the catalyst for that. So many ups and downs in sports, so many barriers, sport highs and lows, and it's teaching them what it takes to be become someone. It's 15 years this year, oh, around when this comes out actually, so there you go, you can say 15 years old and well chuffed, it's, we've helped hundreds of thousands of young people, so yeah I'm really pleased with that. And I'm, pre just for reference, I'm now president of the trust, so it's called Dame Kelly Homes Trust. Yeah, thank you for all the work that you're doing, I imagine it feels great to like, give back people's own experiences. Yeah, I mean the reason why I started that charity is because I believe that one person can make a difference to somebody's life by having conversation, by giving them a chance, an opportunity and whatever that is. And I remember my peer teacher telling me I could be good if I believed in myself because I was pretty shit at school, to be honest. Uh, I was outside school, outside class more than I was in. Not proud of it, but that was, that was it. And um, yeah, it was my PE teacher that said, you know, I could be good if I believe in myself. And she encouraged me to go to an athletics club and told me not to ever give up, and I never did. She was the first person I thanked when I come back from Athens, and now we're friends. <laughs> so I always remembered that, you know, that kind of gives somebody a chance and they could 
really transform their lives and that's the sort of premise of my charity. Diva. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Part Diva. Speaking of getting into athletics, you remember the memory that you wanted to professionally? Yeah, so, so I started when I was 12, but when I remembered that I wanted to be good was watching the Olympic Games when I was 14 and summer holidays. And at the time, there was a couple of really great British runners who were male, uh, Sebastian Coe and Steve Ovet. And Sebastian Coe won the 1500 metres. He was one meant to win the 800 and he didn't, but he came back fight and won the 15 this year. I just remember watching him and just thinking, oh my God, I just want to do that. Because I was already a 1500 metre runner from school, having won my first English school's champs when I was 13. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was the moment that I said, That's it. I want to be Olympic champion. You've been a huge advocate as well for mental health and been, you've been concerned about your, your struggles throughout your life. Mm-hmm. How has embracing your sexuality impacted your mental well-being? Has it also enabled you to also, again, help other people with It impacted my mental health not being able to be me, for sure. And there's a lot of the journey that I talk about that's related to sport is also related to this, this which, of course, no-one would have known. And now I think it allows you to understand the impacts on your life and the struggles that you go through emotionally. And when you can finally feel that you're living your own life, you know, some of those worries, of course, go because you don't have to have that inner fight and that inner narrative all the time. It doesn't necessarily stop you having, still having worries and pressures and anxiety and that because, of course, 
you might have lovers <laughs> once you do once you change your life then there's other things that you start thinking about but certainly you know I know that since coming out I've had so many people who have written to me some wonderful wonderful letters emails messages uh, meeting people who have said how much me opening up about my mental health struggles and the fact that I've gone through this has helped them you know either come to terms with the fact that they need to embrace who they are or giving them strength to just go do you know what it's time to change I wouldn't wish anybody's life to be hidden behind the closed door and we know there are still many to this day and I just hope that doing my documentaries help some come away from that Definitely. And if you could, if you could give like a message to your 17 year old self about you know, time travel, uh, <laughs> uh, what would you say to I'm think about that far. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not that old. Um, <laughs> You're a project. Um, no, do you know what? I, I did everything I've ever wanted to do. I achieved two of my biggest dreams in life to be in the army, physical training instructor, to be Olympic champion. Of course, I would have rather the further journey be better but I don't regret anything I've really done and I think even as a 17 year old I would have said you know life's a, it's a journey it's going to be a challenge but don't give up on anything you'll you know come and I suppose for me I didn't give up on it you know I would have wished of course that I could have been true to myself when I first knew in the army but I just couldn't anyway because of the localities so you know by the time I got out I was 27 and then your mindset's in another way I suppose as a 17-year-old, I would have just said, you know, take what you can. And I would have wished that I'd had in my head that it would have been okay to speak up quicker. That's more than anything. I could have spoken up 20-odd years ago, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, everything happens in its own yeah. time. And then um, you speak about this in your, in your documentary, about how both the world of sport and also the army have... Mm become more LGBTQI progressive and completely yes. transformed. Mm. But is there anything that you would like to see progress in either or both of these uh, places? Yeah, so the army is really good. I mean, it is so progressive. You know, they have LGBT networks now right across Pan Army. So basically, I've... The title's not actually defined, so I can work out. But I've been given a role, Pan Army, which means right across the army, working with the MAD. So I've now been elevated from my honorary colonel role with a unit to right across the army, honorary colonel Pan Army, overseeing the LGBT network. Inclusion and diversity, hopefully. I'm going to call it inclusion and diversity. So I might be able to, by the time you write it up, tell you exactly what the title is, because it should be done in <laughs> next week or so. <laughs> it's really changed. There's always things that can be done, I think. You know, you're always going to have individuals that cause the problems. So you can have a lot of changes at a high level and across organisations where they implement policies for change. But unfortunately, there's still bad eggs around in the world, as we know. And they're the ones that you need to kind of identify and then have the consequences because actually they're the people that bring it back down. So that's what I see, that the changes have been brilliant in the military. They really have. Like, oh my God, it's a new world. You know, the army ban was lit, or the military ban was lifted in 2000. You know, that's 23 years on. But there are, of course, still issues to overcome, but major steps forward, I must say that. So I think from a young person's point of view, if they are within community or identify someone in the community and thought that they would have wanted a role in the military, I'd absolutely say join. You get everything now from that.
You speak about this in your documentary, but you've actually had like the support of like your friends and family during yeah. the time that you weren't publicly out. I'm incredibly lucky to have a supportive family. You know, my a best friend, he's still my best friend today, day one at school, and my sister I told when I left the army. They were the first two that I told, because I just felt I needed to, you know, I'm going back home to Kent, you know, some relationships and things. I wanted to tell them because I felt I needed to tell somebody, you know, and they were brilliant, you know, they were like, well, of course we thought, but, you know, it was up to you to tell us, which was brilliant. And then, then my two brothers, who, uh, my siblings who I grew up with, you know, they're 10 and 8 years younger than me, but I felt that it was appropriate to sort of tell them as well, because I was going back to my home life, other than being in the army when I was never hardly home. So they're seeing, you know, a 27-year-old woman come back into their lives who'd been away for so many years, so they didn't really know me in that way, so I felt like I needed for them to know me. My, my dad was my... Well, I call him my dad. My stepdad, who was the first person I ever told. I wrote to him when I was in the army, and he's like, I'll come up and see you. I was like, no, we don't have to, I'm just telling you. <laughs> so I'm very, very lucky, and I, I really appreciate the fact that I have family and friends who have always been about all they care about is me being happy because I know so many people from the community do not have that for many reasons and that is not the way you want to live your life when those closest to you don't accept you you know it's not the way to live life at the end of the day it doesn't really matter about the general society whether they like you or they don't but I think everyone should feel valid and wanted in their home life and I feel very sorry for those that don't. I won't ask not to speak to eyelashes or anything. <laughs> <laughs> As this contraction goes into the <laughs> eye, no, suck it. I like my lashes. Okay. They're trying yeah, to strip I me back. I'm like, no, I like lashes. I like nails. I'm, oh, no, I'm happy with my heels. I mean, I am a tomboy, but I like, I like dressing up. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, I've had your answers. Thank you so much for this guest. Yeah, Excellent. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every week, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.